guys, welcome back to the Oh My Allergies podcast. It's your host Valencia and in today's episode we're going to be talking about what is an histamine intolerance. I know it's not something that, at least not something that I was familiar with until I actually was doing some research because we all know we're in allergy season now and that ended up popping up on um, my Google search. And so I was like, well, let me do a little bit of some research on it and then kind of give you guys from what my understanding is on it. Um, nothing too like doctory or technical, but more so like facts about it. Um, just because if I didn't know about it, then probably there's some other people out there who don't know about it either. So we can all learn about it together. So before we get right into today's episode, you guys know I got to talk about what's been going on. So yesterday I actually registered for classes and let me just tell you, it was like the most stressful ever registering for classes like ever in like my whole college experience so let me tell you guys let's go a walk down memory lane of let's talk about how stressed Valencia was yesterday so classes my time to register was like at 7 a.m right so I set my alarm set my alarm for 6 45 because I just have to get in front of my computer so and I just need to be wide awake enough to know buttons to push right had all my stuff ready to go update emergency contact, all that other type of stuff, right? Right. So it's set, it's 6.59. I'm like, I'm ready. already have my classes put in. All I got to do is refresh the page, push, register now. I am good to go. So it hits 7 o'clock. I push refresh. My computer is like stuck and like refreshing, right? So then I'm freaking out because it normally wouldn't take this long, right? So... I'm like waiting for it to refresh. I'm trying to use a whole different browser. So first I tried using Safari, then I tried using Google Chrome, then I tried using my phone and I kept going in between the three. So then like I was trying to register for all my classes and then I was like, crap, well, you know, five minutes had passed and I'm like, crap, did people like take the spot of the classes that I wanted to get into? Like I was like freaking out. I was like doing my whole stressful yelling thing that I've been doing since quarantine has started. And I was just really, really frustrated. And I was like, I need these classes. And I was just stressed out. So I kept refreshing. I even moved my location. Like I got out of my room. I went into the hallway. I was like trying to figure out what I needed to do to get a better connection. I was literally going all over the house to be able to make sure I had a really good internet connection. So this thing could like start refreshing so I can push register now. So then we hit like 7 10 and I'm like beyond like upset I'm just like I don't understand I need to get into my classes I don't know if I'm gonna be competing with a lot of people blah 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 I'm just frustrated going through the whole thing and I'm just like oh and then 715 hits and I'm just like it's never taken me this long to register for classes ever normally it would take me maybe like most five minutes and normally I register right before the before the server like crashes and like there's like a problem and all that other type of stuff with other people I've never had a problem when it came to registering so this was all new to me and I was freaking out and I was stressing out and when 715 hit I was just so mad and then by 720 I was actually able to be registered in the classes that I actually wanted and I was at peace. I was like, those were literally the most stressful 20 minutes that I've had in a very long time. (laughs) 
Like, it was so bad, guys. It was so bad. Like, I was, like, yelling. Like, I was yelling so loud in the hallway. I woke up my mom. I woke up my dog. My dog was trying to figure out what the heck is going on with you. Like, are you okay? Like, there's certain things that I do that my dog just, igno- like, just ignores me doing. Like, I don't know if you guys' dog does this. If you have a pet, like, your pet, like, knows you so well to, like, the point where when you do, like, stupid stuff, like, your dog just, like, doesn't pay you attention so that's usually what my dog does but this time she was like okay you're like on a whole new level like are you okay so I wasn't okay but luckily got into all the classes that I needed to be able to take next semester and after that I did not have any stress anymore but then I wanted to go back to sleep but then I had class at like nine something so I couldn't really go back to sleep and I've really just been up since so yeah that's that's how my day went yesterday it was pretty 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 uh high stakes um just because I wanted to make sure I got into all my stuff and you know you guys know if you're a college student you know you're trying to get the professors that you want trying to get the times that you want trying to make sure it works with your schedule that type of thing so like I literally had my planner and all that stuff trying to make sure that it was going to work with everything that I have coming up this upcoming semester so I'm just happy I was able to get that squared away and I don't even really have to think about it at this point in time and it's just something that I can check up on my to-do list. So what else happened to me? So before even all that stuff happened with me registering for classes, like, like within the past week, like it's just, it's just been a time for your girl over here. It's just been, I feel like that I've gotten to the point where I'm just like, yep, this, I've gotten to my breaking point. Like, I feel like everybody during this quarantining time has had it where they've had this moment where they're just like, get me out of here. I'm going crazy. And that was me this past week. Um, I just, it just wasn't really a good week for me. I was tired. Um, like emotionally and mentally, like I was just not really feeling my best. Um, like my eyes would hurt and I would get like a line of like pain up above like my headache. Like I would get like a line of pain like above like my eyebrows and I feel like it's like a stress headache and like it got to a point where I was just starting to like yell and like just make like weird noises just because like. I'm just bored and because I'm just really frustrated and so like at this point I feel like my dog thinks I'm like really weird and I think my mom thinks I'm weird too because I just make like weird noises when I'm like it's just so quiet and I'm like bored and I'm like frustrated with the fact that I am bored and it's not from I'm bored because I don't have anything to do like I'm bored because I feel like I'm just in one spot and I'm not doing anything because I can't really do anything because I mean we're in isolation and so it's just mentally frustrating because I'm like okay like I spend most of my day on my computer And then I'll, like, get up to be able to, like, take my dog out for a walk, thankfully. Like, these are moments when I'm happy that I have a dog to be able to have an excuse to get out the house. But besides that, I'm mainly just on my computer all day. Like, whether that's for classes, homework, work, 
repeat and I do that like every single day and like it gotten to a point where now I'm like having to distance myself from my computer and I don't want to be on my computer as much because like my eyes are just like getting tired and I just feel really really like just done honestly um yeah so I just it's one thing that I found out throughout this whole thing is that I get really bored really 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 easily like I just do and it's maybe it's something that I didn't really notice before because I'm used to being like on the go like really busy like going from one thing to another like especially on campus like I'm really involved on campus and so now that I'm in a setting where I'm at home but I'm still doing online classes and stuff and I get some space in between and I'm just like bored (laughs) I mean I guess that's like where like watching a movie would come into play and like I do do that and I play on my Nintendo Switch and you know those things keep me occupied up until a certain point until I get bored with doing that and then it's like gotten to a point where it's like okay if I'm bored then like what do you do you go to sleep but then like I don't want to sleep all day so that's currently what I'm dealing with um inside like my head like some thoughts and stuff but besides that, um, online classes have been pretty good. Um, I had some assignments that were due this past week. Um, like I had like a proposal due for like one of my classes, um, had some exams, um, had to do like a report for like one of my, um, communication classes. So I've been staying busy. And like I said, I've been taking walks with my dog and, you know, um, it's been kind of getting like hot outside. So that's been a thing. I don't really like it because when it gets hot here in Georgia, it gets hot and it gets like hot and humid and sticky. And I'm just not a fan of it. I hate it. I hate it. So not really looking forward to summer weather in Georgia. Um, but it's so funny because like when I go take my dog out for a walk, like there's literally no one outside Like, the only time people are going outside is to put their trash out to the curb when it's trash day and to walk their dogs. Like, there's literally no one outside. And it's so weird because I'm used to seeing, like, people outside and stuff. But there's not that many people, like, out by their car talking or whatever. Um, I've seen, like, some instances where I've seen some groups and, like, I give them, like, the side eye because I'm like, I know you're supposed to be practicing social distancing. So, like, why is there, like, ten of you all talking to each other? Like that's not safe why are you doing it but I mean you can't control everybody you can only do your part and hope that everybody else does their part as well um so yeah I think that's all that I have to say for the what's been going on update so I guess I can get right into my foodie likes and dislikes so my first foodie like is from the brand Morningstar, which if you are a vegetarian or plant-based, vegan, etc., then you know what Morningstar is. I literally grew up eating Morningstar, whether it was like their sausage, their bacon, um, those types of things, uh, just because if you're not familiar with them, they make plant-based um, foods, so meals, you know, breakfast foods, lunch foods, dinner foods, like they make so many different things. They make like burgers, um, like I said, breakfast sausage. Um, I know they do corn dogs now, like they just do so many different types of things so that people who are vegetarians don't feel like they're missing out on anything and they still can have some of their um, old favorites from when they did eat meat or just feel like they're not 
being like left out and having like veggie FOMO as I like to call it. Um, but they came out with a product and it's popcorn chicken, which I am a huge fan of popcorn chicken. Like, oh my gosh, I grew up eating popcorn chicken. Like, oh my gosh, like that was something that I really enjoyed eating as a kid. And when I became um, a vegetarian again, um, it was something that was one of the hardest things to stop eating because I just really like popcorn chicken. So when they recently came out with popcorn chicken, I was like, yo, we got to try it. So I tried it, really like it. You know, there's no turning back from this. And I just really like eating it. It's just, it's just really nice. It's very similar to the texture of regular popcorn chicken. Like, I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. Um, so I highly recommend um, trying them. If you have not tried them and you like, and you used to like popcorn chicken, highly recommend um, another one of my favorites is from the brand Green Giant. They're uh, sweet potato and cauliflower tots. Now, this is a food that I've had like a love-hate relationship with because when I first tried them, I was like very iffy about them. Like I didn't really know like how I felt about them and then I tried them again and then I was like, okay, they taste good. Like I feel like now that I'm at the point where I'm like, I don't know if they've changed how they like made them or something. I really don't know, but I feel like they taste a lot better now. Maybe I'm just more accustomed to the taste now, but they taste pretty good. Um, it's a little weird, I will say. Like when you first taste it, you're just like, oh, but I ended up liking them in the end. It tastes really good, but their cauliflower tots, like their regular cauliflower tots are like still my number one favorite, like hands down. Like, no, like these are like a good number two the sweet potato and cauliflower ones but the cauliflower ones they're at the top definitely and I like dipping them like in ketchup um I get like this like reduced sugar ketchup because you guys know I don't really like sugary things so that is how I will have like my cauliflower tots and then I'll also have either like like I'll have it where I'll eat like popcorn chicken and then have like cauliflower tots and like have that as like a meal or something like that sometimes if I'm in the mood for something a little bit on the smaller side um but yeah they taste really good and I highly recommend trying um like cauliflower tots in general because they are like the best thing ever they taste really good if you really like um tater tots or like potatoes in that way then I feel like this is a really good healthier option um, and I feel like I've talked about cauliflower tots on the podcast before, but I don't think I've talked about this particular, like, not flavor, but I guess type, this particular type of cauliflower tot. So my other uh, foodie like is from Simple Truth. It's their meatless um, plant-based sausage their chorizo version of the sausage now I've not had regular chorizo sausage so I don't really know what to compare it to but it's something that um, my mom has been buying to be able to either have it as a breakfast option or to be able to have it as like a dinner option as well it's definitely pretty good I will say I haven't tried the other one which is the kielbasa I guess that's how you pronounce it I like when I tell you like when I was a meat eater that I literally only ate chicken and turkey like I literally only ate chicken and turkey so like I don't really know anything outside of those food items so like I've heard of chorizo because I'm into like cooking and I obviously have like a food blog so like I know what chorizo is but like I've never tried it before but I would recommend this 
sausage it tastes pretty good it's a little bit on the spicier side um obviously because it's chorizo but i definitely would recommend it if you know you can find it at your local like kroger ralph's um those types of things so now with my foodie dislikes so one of my foodie dislikes it's not okay so it's more so like a food situation rather than an actual food product so okay here's the food situation so i was trying to find um like face masks that i have because the whole the whole thing about oh like you're going out in public and you know you should probably be wearing a face mask when you go like shopping in places like that so i was trying to find mine that i have just like for regular allergy season like when my allergies get really bad and i was trying to find them and then i ended up finding this box of quinoa because okay i was looking in my boxes from my dorm room okay i just don't randomly just have like quinoa and face mask in the same area okay there's this is a whole story so i was trying to find the face mask ended up finding in one of my boxes from school a box of like quinoa so i was like oh this is great you know we were getting low on quinoa anyway so i was like this is gonna be perfect we're gonna have quinoa so then i go and look at the box right and apparently it expired and I was so mad because I was like I'm about to get me some quinoa and the box was like no 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 so I was mad about that and I'm looking at the box now as I'm talking and I'm like really giving it the evil eye because I'm so mad that it expired like so mad and then another one of my foodie dislikes is this kombucha that I had um gotten some time ago but then I ended up getting more than one flavor of it from sprouts it's their store brand kombucha had more than one flavor um but then i drank one flavor and then drink the other one and so i finally drank the other one and yeah i hate to say this but i didn't really like it either like i said it before like i think it has to do with like the sweetener that they used and i don't really get down with that sweetener i think they use like agave in their kombucha and i don't really like it and it's not really all that healthy for you anyway anymore so yeah that's really sad to say but i'd probably give it like a two thumbs down like yeah sorry so now that i'm done with my foodie likes and dislikes i guess we can get right into the foodie news article so the article i'm going to be talking about today is from allergic living and the article is about a college student she's from pennsylvania and she goes to the university of kentucky and she has launched a lawsuit um because the college they told her and assured her and her family that her dairy-free diet could be met and um obtainable and being able to she would be able to have the resources necessary to uh, keep it up and be able to live and um, be educated in a safe space for her food allergies and how she's alleging that that's not the truth and how the university um, allegedly has failed to provide um, adequate accommodations that just give her and her family um, the space for her to be able to attend the school safely and be able to eat there safely as well and she is claiming like I said uh, discrimination based on um, the disability act um, which is something that's really 
interesting because I actually learned about that in my principal of management class um, some few years back when I first started in college. But yeah, this is very unfortunate that lawsuits like this have to pop up in order for universities to be able to take things seriously and in the article it talks about how when she went to get a tour of the university they had um assured her and her family that they had these things called worry-free zones where they would be able to do food pickup that is very um allergen friendly and really is a safe space for people who are dealing with food allergies food intolerances etc to be able to not have to not have to feel very um and to not feel like and to not feel like there were any options available for the student at the university because you know as a person who has food allergies that's something that you keep in mind when you're looking at universities whether or not they have an allergen-friendly cafeteria, if they're going to be able to have options that are available for you to be able to eat on your meal plan there, if you opt to have a meal plan, and just being able to put yourself in the position where you have a checklist and you cross your I's, you cross your T's and dot your I's. You don't cross your I's and dot your T's. That does not exist. But just making sure that you have a checklist when you're going to do different campus tours at different universities and making sure that you have a whole list of questions that you ask and making sure that they get answered to you and your family's satisfaction. So I think if this whole, you know, lawsuit is very, you know, real and very um, truthful uh, based off of the students' claims, then that's very sad that these types of lawsuits have to happen in order to be able to have universities really take a step back and really um, reevaluate how they are serving different foods and the different options that they have in their cafeterias for their students because nowadays so many more people are developing food allergies and food intolerances and things that can impact their digestive system as well as their immune system. And so really being able to offer those different types of resources for all those different types of students is really important. Just so when students go to college for the first time, like they're already trying to get adjusted to so many other different aspects of their life changing. And the one thing that they really don't wanna have to worry about as a person who deals with food allergies themselves is trying to figure out if they're gonna have foods for them to be able to eat in the cafeteria and not having, you know, a really good meal as compared to other students that attend the campus and spend the exact same amount of money or even less money than you are currently paying. So I think that definitely I would love to be able to see more universities across the United States and just in general um, for the world have it where there's not only more options in the cafeteria for people who have different dietary restrictions. So whether you are more so plant-based or, you know, you are gluten-free or you're dairy-free, just being able to have different types of foods for different types of diets so that people feel welcomed and that people can eat in a safe 
place because it's not really fun having to play the can I eat this game as a person who has food allergies when you go to the cafeteria every single day, which is something that I've dealt with before, whether that is, you know, going to middle school, um, dealing with some things when you're first going to college. That's just not really fun and ideal. It sucks that um, these types of things have to happen, but if these types of scenarios have to pop up more and more and more in the news in different states around you know, the United States in order for universities to see how serious food allergies are and why they need to be paying attention to these things when they're scouting students and making sure that they have the resources in place for these types of students, um, I think that we'll start seeing less and less of these cases and we won't be... Um, having to be in a place where we're constantly um, having to prove to people the reason why they need to be taking food allergies serious or why they should actually genuinely care about food allergies and how it's going to impact their students and their lives and how they navigate the campus at large. So... That is the foodie news article. I thought it was really interesting just because I'm a college student. I have food allergies, so it's very interesting to hear what other people's experiences are and different stories in the news, Um, whether it's someone having an allergic reaction, whether it's a lawsuit, those types of things. It's just really interesting just to see what's going on in the food allergy college space as well. But yeah. Now that I am, I guess, done with the Foodie News article, I guess we can get right into today's episode. So today's episode is all about what is a histamine intolerance. So before I get into what a histamine intolerance is, I really want to break it up and like explain what a histamine is and then what an intolerance is. So histamine, it's a chemical that our bodies produce naturally and it can be found in certain foods as well. And when you have allergies and you are exposed to an allergen, your body releases histamine and that histamine provokes the response that most think of as an allergic reaction. Now an intolerance, it's an inability to either eat a food or to take a drug without having any type of adverse effects. So it's just dealing with um, sensitivity towards foods, different drugs, those types of things, and you have difficulty digesting those things. So a common misconception about histamine intolerance is that a lot of people believe at first, including myself, that a histamine intolerance is not a true allergic reaction. Now, histamine intolerance, it refers to a reaction some experience to foods that have high levels of histamine naturally. So some foods that you might be able to find have histamine in them include alcohol, um, pickled or canned foods, Uh, smoked meat products, beans and pulses, so like chickpeas, soybeans, peanuts, um, certain nuts like walnuts and cashews, um, chocolates, and other cocoa-based products, um, shellfish, um, I want to say like like bananas, and also like citrus fruits and strawberries, um, other different spices, egg whites, legumes, like the list goes on and on and on. And so because histamine plays 
so many different parts and how your body functions. Um, the symptoms of a histamine intolerance can be kind of broad and it could be confused for a lot of different things, i.e. food allergies. So I'm going to go through some of the symptoms that I found online that are common. And I'll also put a link in the show notes to um, the article from Mayo Clinic that I'm reading from for the symptoms. Um, like I say, and any... Um, episode that this episode is purely just for entertainment and for discussion purposes and that I am not a doctor or a healthcare professional and if you have any questions about whether or not you might be dealing with something like this then definitely consult your healthcare professional to be able to get more of an insight onto that for you but this is just for informational purposes I am not claiming to be something that I'm not we're not trying to do that here I am just um, talking about things just based off of my own experience, based off of research that I've done online about different things, things that I've talked about with other people in the healthcare um, arena, and just kind of packaging that all up to you guys and just talking about it here. So some of the symptoms include like um, abdominal cramping, bloating, diarrhea, um, headaches, and dizziness. A nasal congestion, sneezing, and respiratory symptoms, and then also there's some more symptoms as well, but I'm not going to say all of them because we would be here for a long time. So histamine, it can affect other parts of your respiratory system just beyond your nose, and that includes your airways as well. And in extreme cases of histamine intolerance, you could experience like side effects such as like trouble breathing. So I know the big thing that's probably on people's minds is what is the difference between having a food allergy and histamine intolerance? So with food allergies, it's your body reacting to eating a food and that there's symptoms that follow shortly after you eat that food. And then with a histamine intolerance, it won't cause symptoms every time you eat it per se, and that the levels of the chemical can vary even in the same kind or even same brand of food and that it depends on factors like how the food was harvested and processed and stored and things of that nature so you might eat a food one day and feel fine but then like the next time you eat it you feel congested due to like just how all those factors can affect your snack so it's just really interesting like this whole thing Um, Just because I didn't know that it actually existed or that some people could have this. And so I just think that it's really interesting and that's something that I definitely wanted to bring to you guys. So one thing that I found interesting from this article that I am reading um, just to help guide me with the types of things that I'm saying to you guys um, is that with um, histamine intolerance, Um, cutting back on foods and drinks that are high in histamine it could help with your symptoms and like alleviating the symptoms um, if you do so under medical guidance of course but there's not really any scientific proof that a low histamine diet is really the answer for anyone that might be dealing with histamine intolerance like symptoms or has it etc and from my experience because okay so I know during allergy season, which is literally right now, what I usually do to help prepare me for it is to kind of lower the my intake of foods that have um, a lot of histamine in them. 
And so that's kind of also why I want to talk about this because I find it really interesting. And so usually during allergy season, like I'll stop eating things like mushrooms or I might stop eating things like um, like garlic and all these other different foods that are actually supposed to be really, really healthy for you. Um, but I think it's interesting that all these foods are very high in histamine. And then when you like actually like think about like removing those types of things or cutting back on those types of things, at least for me, I realized that, wow, this is like a very restrictive diet. And obviously like you shouldn't just be doing this just like for the heck of it. Like obviously like you should be doing this with a medical professional helping you along the way. But I just wanted to try it out just to see if it was going to help me with my allergies. And it's something that definitely did help. Um, but I typically only do it during allergy season just because at the time when I did do that, I don't do it anymore because I found allergy medicine that actually helps me. So I don't have to really do that anymore. But at the time when I was doing it, I found that it was really, really helpful and I didn't really have a lot of sneeze attacks as much in combination with me taking medicine and things of that nature and drinking green tea, that type of thing. So, but yeah, I think it's very interesting how like all the foods that are high in histamine are like foods that are like really, really healthy for you. And the fact that having foods that are really high in histamine that can like affect like your whole like allergies and your allergy symptoms type of thing. So usually during allergy season, like I said, I try to like lower my intake of those types of foods just to, just because it helps with me. But um, just be mindful of like listening to your body, listening to your medical professional, just so you're making sure that you're doing what's good for you. But what might be helpful that if you think that you're dealing with histamine intolerance, that to just keep a food journal um, writing it, keep track of like what you're eating and how it like how you feel like either while you're eating it or after you're eating it, which is something that I have for my food allergies, which I've talked about in an episode before. And consult with an allergist, um, and then just bring in that data. It can really help put together like a game plan with you and, and then allergist, so that you know like what your next steps will be, that type of thing, what your game plan is going to look like, and like what food you shouldn't be really eating as much of like that type of thing so I definitely recommend food journaling in that aspect just keeping in mind of like what you're eating how you feel while you're eating it how you feel after you're eating it just to monitor and kind of just vibe with your body and like see like what works for you and like what doesn't but I think that wraps up this week's episode guys yeah So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode about histamine intolerance. Hope you learned something from it, found it interesting, that type of thing. And if you guys want to hear more different topics like this, um, I think it's really informational just to talk about different things in the allergy space. So that's why I like doing episodes like what is anaphylaxis or, you know, what is a histamine intolerance or talking about different foods that a lot of people Um, rely on in the food allergy and food sensitivity and food intolerance community just to bring awareness and kind of like bring like a discussion about these types of topics so if you guys like this be sure to give this show a rating hopefully it is five stars and also be sure to leave a 
review on wherever you're listening to this podcast just so that I can get some feedback on like what you guys like what you guys don't like kind of what types of topics you guys want me to talk about here um, just so that I can make sure that the topics are not only things that I care about but things that you guys care about as well so um, I guess I will talk to you guys in the next episode bye guys